0: Welcome to Rutten Radio. Rutten Radio is a monthly podcast. We bring you the first Wednesday of the month with the Rutten Brothers. Father Paul Rutten, pastor of Immaculate Conception Parish in Watertown. Father John Rutten, pastor of St. John Paul II Parish in Harrisburg. And Joe Rutten, professor and director of the Benedictine Institute for Leadership, Ethics, and Social Justice at Mount Marty College. Let's join them now for a little faith, family, and plenty of fun
1: good morning rock
0: stars.
1: you're listening to rutton radio here on rpr that's real <laughs> presence radio coming to you right out of sioux falls south dakota but we're not limited from coast to coast and around the globe i'm joined as always by my outstanding and wonderful Brothers Rutten, the priests.
2: <laughs> Father Paul and Father John. How are we doing, guys? Doing great. I am even energized by your introduction, Joe. Wow. <laughs> I can't believe it. This morning I woke up and I thought, I'm going to get to hear Joe this morning. <laughs> and I'm thinking, Miracle.
1: Transformation has happened. <laughs> it's real, folks. Father Paul?
3: Doing great. How was your drive down? Uh, it was good. You know, it's always kind of a nice... <sighs> time to just ponder and think, and, you know, a car's sort of on autopilot. I really right. am more than happy to let a car drive for me someday, but that's another right,
1: story. Right, right, right. Well, we're joined here at Real Presence Radio, and you can uh, join us as well, uh, either you're listening in your car or on your i devices but you can also follow us on our social media platforms facebook and others um either through the real presence radio site or particularly if you want to interact with us please do so on Rutten radio uh, on facebook that's the best way that we enjoy uh communicating with you answering questions or uh listen to your comments as we go through the show things that you found insightful or beneficial that would be fantastic well brothers we made it to july without floating away on the
2: floodwaters of the ridiculous spring of 2019. <laughs> spring? It was even in the winter, it feels, feels
1: like. <laughs> You're the right. The winter, stopped.
2: the spring. What, uh, what? We're getting some sunny days, though. But Right, right, right. This is outstanding. So
1: uh, we, we made it through. We're, we're into the summer here. You know, the temperatures have risen. Uh, and voila, it's July. How was the... Uh, the lake season and how's the summer season and how's this the transition into summer uh, been for you? What, what's it? Uh, what have you done? Where have you been? What do you got going on?
2: I was at uh, the lake a while back. I think maybe I was already mentioned that. And it was like one day of nothing. There was nobody around. There was a just enough food in the fridge. Um, I w- had an audio book to listen to. It was just great. Uh, th- so that was a little taster. And what I experienced there was, ah, uh, there's a difference between like doing sort of quasi I'm on the road, seeing something neat, having something beautiful happen. I mean, My life is amazing. I love my life. So, you know, you like to do everything, but there's a difference between doing that and then thinking I'm like getting refreshed and getting away and having like, turn off the brain, right. turn off the face muscles. Cause you don't yeah. have to talk to anybody here. Yeah. You don't have to like have a serious right. end up. Uh, so I had about 10 days of being in Chicago and, uh, just kind of relaxing and taking some time and a little bit up to Milwaukee had no idea. Milwaukee is only an hour and a half from Chicago. I lived mm. in Chicago for a year. <laughs> I, never, I was looking at a map. It's like I was driving going up go to see, Watertown. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to go see Jane Wood in Ohio. Oh, yeah. and it was like four and a half hours to get there. And I'm like, that is so far. Well, as I'm looking at the thing, I'm like, Milwaukee. <laughs> so, just, so you went to Milwaukee. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And visited a family, some family friends and just, uh, and in Chicago, Aunt Mary Joe and right. we went on the town. But even Aunt Mary Joe, an eighty-one-year-old, was like totally taking me over on the downtown. She was up; we were up until like midnight at this taco shop. I used to live there. Right? This, is our, so, this is our Aunt Mary Joe, the wonderful, the one, wonder, yeah, Mary the Gold Jill. Coast goddess. Yes. she lives right down on Michigan Avenue. Uh And so I'm thinking to myself. It's midnight. I even took a picture of the clock when we got back. And we're eating tacos at this place, and it's filled with 20-somethings. And all of a sudden, I stop, and I look around the restaurant, and I'm like, my life is really different than it used to be.
4: Aunt
2: Mary Jo, would you like to go home now? Uh, so had a fantastic time.
3: That's outstanding. Father Paul, what have you been up to? Uh, living the dream. Living the dream. uh Yeah, I spend a lot of time with families uh, in my parish. You know, it's kind of nice to not have meetings in the evening. And so I often just invite myself to people's houses uh, and then just hang out in various activities. And so it's been good. Well, the uh, Rutton Radio is divided
1: into two segments, uh, Faith and Culture on the front end, where we do a conversation around a movie, movie of the month. And the second half hour, we pull out a theme and... uh, with it being July 4th tomorrow, uh, we've chosen freedom. So we'll have a little conversation about freedom in the second half hour, so make sure that you stick around after the break. But to get things rolling here for the first half hour in our segment of Faith and Culture, the movie of the month, What's Eating Gilbert Grape? Yes. <laughs> Outstanding. When this when this title came up, I thought, you know what? I've seen that before. <laughs> But I don't remember what it was about at all. And so I obviously remembered uh, the central figure that doesn't leave the house, yep. uh, yeah, the mother. But <laughs> I did not recall the context at all of what was going on in the movie. So with that, Father John, maybe would you set the, the scene for us and kind of get the audience, listening audience filled in on uh, the What's Eating Gilbert Grape? And then we'll jump into... The conversation.
2: It seems a bit odd as I was telling people our movie reviews is going to be what it's eating Gilbert Grape, and a few of people would be like, perplexed. (laughs) Like, what? And then another whole group of people would be like, Oh yeah. And you know what it reminded me of? Rutten Radio stumbled into the cultural re-revolution that has happened. You have pegged pants. Doc Martens, and now movie reviews on What's Eating Gilbert Grape. (laughs) We are joining uh, all of those people that are looking back at their past, and we're understanding now why those things are happening. So, What's Eating Gilbert Grape, if you haven't seen it, it's a great movie. It's on Amazon Prime, so you can go watch it free. And or if you have Amazon Prime. If you have Amazon Prime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not free, but... uh, uh, Andorra, Iowa is the setting for this really, it's a really simple movie, actually. And if you can imagine, there's a big city, si- there's a big town that's sort of booming and they have a big grocery store now. And then you have a little town that has the old grocery store and then you have a country place. The grape family, yes, as in put in your mouth and eat. The grape family live out in this country place and they're connected to this Town and or Iowa that then has this bigger city. So that's the setting for this movie in which a uh, uh, cast of characters, it's really interesting. You see how, so you have Leonardo DiCaprio is sort of new on the scene. Mm-hmm. He, he does a fantastic job. Uh, Johnny Depp, back when All he right. was normal. <laughs> uh, but then you have Juliette Lewis and Laura Harrington was the one when I saw her. I was like, ah, you didn't make it very far. <laughs> so you have a couple of like names that you're going to see them, but they didn't really. Or yeah. or Crispin Glover is uh, Biff, or not uh, not Biff right, the from dad. the Back to the Future. He's he's in the Back to the Future. So there's a cast of characters. Some of them have made him really big. Some of them didn't quite get out of Andorra. <laughs> Which in, in many ways the top, the movie is about it begins and there's this recognition of Johnny Depp as sort of the main character. Leo DiCaprio, Leonardo DiCaprio, I think steals the show, but Johnny Depp is the main character is, uh, um, is, um, Gilbert Grape, who, who's their family, f- the family's father dies. And Johnny Depp is sort of given the position to take care of this, um, sort of mentally handicapped. I'm not sure exactly what we would say today, but, uh, Um, he's in charge of the boy and then one of the daughters is the cook and one of the daughters is like totally self consumed Consumed. and, and then the mother is a very obese woman who has stopped leaving the house. Like since the husband's death, she's really gotten trapped inside herself and then entrapped inside this house. Um, and it's really a story about the human person. Searching for their purpose and what is their place? When you're put in a circumstance, how do you become yourself and how do you thrive? And they're all stuck in these situations. You know, um, Gilbert works at the grocery store where he meets these people that sort of um, put him in a position in which he falls in love. And there's a dynamic of this love really is what moves him to start engaging his life in a new way. But one of the loves is sort of not sort of one of the loves is an affair. So fatal attraction, fatal attraction what I thought. Right. So I watch like, the movie before woo. your kids. It's not terrible, but there are some things in there that depending, yeah. I mean, I shouldn't say sexually it's not terrible, suggestive. But yep. Yeah. There's no, there's, you need to be attentive. Um, uh, and then there's this other love that is really this this uh, woman who sort of calls him again out of himself. and you see the way in which one of them leads to destruction and the other one leads to a real flourishing. Um, but it's also it's about the fact that in the beginning, he talks about some um, they mention a brother that's not there, and he says this brother got away. Oh yeah. And I think that's indicative of what the movie sort of reflects around is is when you live in a place and you feel like everybody else gets to live the, the thing that you that they want but you don't. Yep. And then towards the end of the movie there's this recognition that he gets away too, but he gets away not as an escape. He gets away as sort of because he's found himself and he sort of ventures uh, because this place has helped him discover who he is. Um, but the real protagonist in the whole thing is the mother. And the mother is this sort of epicenter that causes everybody <laughs> to have to wrestle with their identity right. and with what position they play in the family. Um, and there's a beautiful... I don't know how, I mean, I guess we, we give things away all the time here. So like, <laughs> there's that beautiful place at the end where you really discover, I think, and then I'll turn it over to you guys. I think the movie is about the three loves. Well, not the three loves in the way I think it's about a love that is destructive, uh-huh. a pleasurable love. It is about a love that awakens and a, a healthy passion. Like I, I'm and love in a way um, calling out of myself and then a love that's sacrificial and the mother really causes people to have to love sacrificially. And it's the second woman that helps the family do this. And when that happens, the mother changes. Yeah. Um, so I think uh, that's what I would say about the movie.
1: All right, Father well, Paul. Uh, that, you <laughs> know, it's it, that kind of it just all automatically like deep plunged us.
2: <laughs> oh, is that what I, was, I mean, oh, I know no, I know no, that was it, great. No, I just didn't know great. how to explain no. the movie without.
1: No, no, okay. no, no, no. That's that's outstanding. You just you just transitioned right into those deep themes of impact, uh, and and I kind of found what you were saying to be maybe the best jumping off point, and that is. Um, You gave kind of the the narrative of the story and it's a very normal story Mm -hmm. that I think everybody can relate to in some manner, in some way to a number of the characters, but it's not. Yeah, I I think it's a spirit. You could reflect upon the movie or characters throughout. So, with that, Paul, Father Paul, themes or or things that kind of come from you as you think about this movie that you watched. What jumps out at you and kind of impacts you uh, in in your reflection?
3: Well, there were. I mean, there really were a variety of things uh, in the midst of it. I think for us, we can. I mean, I think you can relate to the small town. Uh, and whatever that makes you think or feel uh, growing up in small town. Um, one of the interesting thing was, uh, again, uh, in the movie, when Gilbert begins to, to sort of discover this Becky, this girl, uh, she says, tell me what you want. Mm. Uh, and then as fast as you can. And this idea of, oh, yeah. like, stop thinking about it and mm. tell me what you want. Uh, and... He begins, like, again, the superficial things, all these things, uh, and it's for everyone else. Uh, and then she says, but what do you want just for you? Uh, and it was that real realization that he had sort of been living his whole life for everyone else, but not in a good way. Like, just simply, he was what he needed to be for, for all those people a- around. And w- what was sort of interesting, he said, I want to be a good person. You know, okay, well... And I think you do discover in the movie that everyone really does want to be a good person, but that doesn't mean that you're going to be a good person. You know, each of the characters, you know, even the mom, you know, she says that, right? I didn't want to be Mm. this way. I didn't want to be a joke. Uh, but there can be this sort of helplessness that we feel like we don't have the ability to change the circumstances, uh, and while there can be a truth about that, it's also a lie uh, in the sense that something can help me. But maybe it has to come from outside of me. You think about like what gets her out of the house for the first time? Ernie's in jail. <laughs> yeah. Ernie is in jail, which is this love that she has. And Ernie's the disabled boy. Oh, yep, yep. And so she... <laughs> You know, they get in the car, and the whole car is kind of like leaning to one mm-hmm. side, and she goes in there, and they're like, "Well, there's paperwork," and she's like, "I want my boy." Like, well, we know what she wants, uh, and <laughs> <laughs> but but it required something outside of her to av- mm. sort of bring in her this ability that she really could leave the house, you know. Uh, It required Becky coming from outside for Gilbert to realize he too could leave. Like, there is this reality that that we can be stuck. But what we then have to ask for is that which is not me, but outside of me. And, And I would say, you know, for us in the show, our radio show, it's God. Like, somehow we have to let God in so that we can then change. Uh, but it, it's that ability to really know, well, what do I want? What, what is it that I'm looking for? Mm-hmm. So that when I find it, I realize what, what I really found uh, in the midst of it. So that'd be one kind of scene that I, I really saw then played out uh, in many ways um, that, that was important. Um, yeah. Um,
1: you know, really quick, that, that it seems to be a theme within our show is, is grace and faith. And work right right what is ours what is the work that we do and what is the work that God does and you you know you talk about what does this look like practically for a listener out there saying all right what does this mean for me today right now in the context whatever that need is one we have to be attentive to it right we have to we have to be aware we have to stop like Gilbert at some point hadn't yet done that until she asks the question right, right. what do you want <laughs> what right? do you and and but when when she did it, immediately I felt myself before the question. What do I want? And realized, all right, mm-hmm. what do I want? And so that mm-hmm. ability, what, when you're watching these videos, all we're doing is using them really as a reflective manner to do a spiritual walk here, right? So what do, all right, Joe, what do you want? All right. You know what? I'm unsatisfied right now with some things, you know? And so then it just provoked something in me. I said, all right, what do I want? But I couldn't immediately answer like Gilbert couldn't. Right. And I'm right. like, uh Oh, I'm Gilbert. <laughs> you know? Right. And then saying, all right, I know I've been trained and I've worked with you guys a lot. And that says, all right, I have a need here. I need to ask for God's grace to be present in it. And so, all right, Lord, Lord, what, what are my needs here? You know, pray about it. Lord, give me the grace to respond in a manner to your spirit that, um, allows me to let you in and it, mm-hmm. that realization that this is a receptive thing but man my inclination is to go do to put the checklist sure. together to respond yep. to those needs that I have then it'll be fixed and in the process completely miss uh, the exterior grace that's needed to actually accomplish the work to
3: fulfill right. my desires right because then I think this was the thing that in, in there uh, they they talk there was a line where they talk about beauty Oh, because he's embarrassed by his mom and, you know, and, and Becky says, external beauty doesn't last, right? which is true. But then she makes the statement. And I think this gets to what you were just saying. It's what you do that matters. And again, I think to myself, that's not true either, (laughs) because then what happens when I can't do something, (laughs) then my, my self-worth disappears as well. And so I do think we, we default to that thing. Uh, what do I do? I got to do something right and, and so I feel like she even now it sounded good, but as I resonated with it, I'm like, well, no, because what if I can't do something?
5: Mm-hmm.
3: Then what? Then do I have a purpose? Mm-hmm. And so it has to go down even further than that. Um, but, I, but but it was good that she began the process in, in noting that external beauty doesn't last right True, okay. but it's not just what I do. Uh, okay, now even further, um, yeah, because the the
2: character of Arnie sort of puts before us the example that Arnie. So Arnie has autism or uh, some, some sort of Aspergers or something. I couldn't quite come to the word. Like back then, that we probably went to talk like, but he has Aspergers or something. Like he's a right. he's a force within the family that can't be um, just. Do this, do that. Um, so yeah, so he's there to show, like, well, it can't be what you do. Like Arnie's doing all these things <laughs> that are so helpful to everybody, and yet he, it's not what he's doing can't last. He's going to pass away, right? Um, and and I, th- I saw that at the end when when there were these moments of real affection and bond, and that actual question kept coming back to me. But they're going to go too. Right. Even when they're in the car and they're they're leaving and, and the beautiful moment, they're you know what I'm talking yep, about? I don't want yep, to totally give yep. it away, but they're in that vehicle and I'm thinking, well, you know what? You're going to get to a destination and those people aren't going to live forever. Yeah. Grandma's going to die and, and you're going to have a fight or an argument or maybe, you yeah. know, so even that doesn't last. So what does last? Right. Uh, something about what happened when mom was on the bed. Yeah, and she came up, and and Juliet Lewis came up those stairs. I can't. Becky, right? Becky yep. comes up. Something there, I think, is what. <laughs> like I gotta say, something about that
1: is more. Well, a, if we take Becky well, and we put Becky as as Grace. Right as as a work of of the spirit, sure. and could it be that like so? You talk about my actions, and so actions. I think what we're sensing here is the desire that says, m- "Me willpowering this alone isn't going to com- do what needs to be done, but my I do need to accomplish a work. Sure, there is a work yep, here, yep, yep, that, but that it's the what precedes that is is the grace. That enables and empowers and, right. and animates the work that I accomplish, uh, and that if Becky might be the grace, the the spirit that comes into Gilbert's life and allows him to see differently and to to do differently, um, he's doing the exact same things it seems, right? But it's a transformed experience because of Becky's presence yeah. in it.
3: Yeah, and even that that reality, you know, because. So Becky comes in and the mom says, no, she can't come in here. Yeah. And then then there was this moment where she had to let Becky come in. And it was that realization that Becky was willing to just see her, to just see her as she was, Uh, to not judge it, to not just to simply, it's nice to meet you. I'm, I'm glad that I got to meet you uh just this realization uh and then for the mother to be able to be received in a way that she wasn't a joke she wasn't uh, nobody she, she, they weren't ashamed it was just this and so again it is this reality that, that we have to let grace in but grace waits for us t- to let let her let her in because uh, she could have said no mm-hmm. and Becky mm-hmm. would have just walked back out the door? Mm-hmm. And, and so, too, that reality of grace, you know, even even that realization. So, in the beginning of the movie, it starts with uh, Gilbert and Arnie waiting for the airstreams to go by. Mm. You know, it's this annual tradition that they wait for the airstream, you know, caravan. Uh, and, and so, it's almost, you could say, like, Zacchaeus up a tree. Uh, and they break down. And so it's this moment then where grace is is available because they're now sort of in the same vicinity, Mm -hmm. Uh, but uh, and then he goes back, you know, he goes back at the end of the movie, and and the airstreams come by, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, again. So it's sort of that. you know, I've preached on it before. Sometimes when we look at uh, Peter going fishing uh, after the resurrection and everything, sometimes I used to see that as well, he didn't know what else to do. You know, like, well, I am guess better that didn't work. Let's just go back to fishing. But then on one day I realized, no, that was where he met Jesus. So he went back to the place that he met Jesus to meet him again. <laughs> you know, so here Gilbert goes back to this moment because he knows those Trucks are coming by again, and he can put himself in a place that Becky could be in that caravan, and she is. <laughs> you know, so it really is quite a fascinating way to see uh, Becky, you know, is Grace in, in such a mysterious way. Um, yeah,
2: I think for the first time. I already want to listen to our show again because of what you just and said. By the right way, I don't li- do,
1: do either of you actually listen to our show?
3: Absolutely. Oh, really? Mm,
2: once in a while. Yeah. I can't I'm not a my podcast voice. person, so it's not It's not because I don't All want right. to listen to it. It's just because that's not the rhythm of my life and how I receive. But um, Are they good, yeah, Paul? They are. <laughs> yeah, no, I,
3: I enjoy listening to them again. Yeah,
2: when I listen to them again, I realize what it is that other people... Yeah. are responding to i feel like an i don't feel like oh we're great right. i maybe feel like I oh know, my gosh there's wow this is really yeah, yeah. no that was really that was really profound right. so right. um, yeah well, it's humbling though i think yeah oh, that's, Just, right. Right. that's why what I don't God do it, do, I don't yeah. do it. Yeah. No, well <laughs> you,
1: you uh, know we, we're coming down to the final minute or two here final yeah. thoughts or comments
2: uh, go ahead uh my final comment would be it's um most people are in a position in which they're the ones asking questions. You know, there are, I don't know how most people in front, uh, uh, it's hard to let someone else come into my life and let them be the question asker, oh, like sure. to let them have the power or the control in yeah. the situation as teachers, as, as parents, as pastors, we're used to going in in a way that we aren't looking at our lives open to the person coming from outside of us um and i think that's an important disposition that i saw in there that i think i want to take is to be so open to that someone else can ask me a question that can put me in sure i don't know i don't know i don't know and that actually is a helpful thing you
3: no know? for me the other thing that was, was an interesting one is when gilbert asks betty the woman he's having the affair with um why did you choose me right yeah. Uh, For the first time, he asks this question uh, and she says, because I knew you wouldn't leave. So again, this, this real fear that we have of abandonment. And so we choose things so that, that they won't leave. Like that was the only reason she, she didn't sense that her husband would stay her kids. But for whatever reason, she felt Gilbert wouldn't leave. So, But for him to ask the question.
1: Right. There's so many deep insights. Yep. What's eating Gilbert grape? If you haven't watched it, I hope this inspired you to do so. And what great good, acting. And great really? acting. And great really? Acting. I mean, Leonardo? Yeah. 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 Real yeah. class. Real yeah. class. Right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, it's a great first <laughs> half hour here at Rutten Radio. We're excited to have you here listening to Real Presence Radio. We're going to take a quick sponsors break. Fill up your Rutten Radio coffee mug. Support your sponsors. And we'll be right
0: back after this break. You're listening to Rutten Radio on the RPR Network. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back with
5: more of the Rutten Brothers after these messages. Taking what you experience on Sunday in church and applying it during the week at work can be a challenge. This year's Faith in Business Conference is for business owners, managers, and those that seek to integrate their faith into the workplace. This year's conference features world-renowned speakers that will help you take faith principles and turn them into business practices. Learn how to take your Sunday into Monday on Thursday, August 8th at the Ramcota Hotel in Sioux Falls from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. For more information and tickets, go to faithinbusinessconference.com. Broomtree Retreat Center near Irene, South Dakota, invites you to a fruit-filled weekend with Our Mother,
2: the Virgin Mary, October 12th through the 14th. The Marian Retreat, directed by Dr. Terry Kemmer, begins Friday evening and ends Sunday afternoon. At this retreat, you will journey with Mary through Scripture as you ponder her life and actions. To register for the retreat, call 605-263-1040 or
0: register online at broom-tree.org. Real Presence Live.
5: Hey everyone, Father Will Thompson and I, Michael Goldsmith, will be your host on the next Real Presence Live, coming to you live from St. James in Rochester, Minnesota, a new maternity home just opened in the Diocese of Duluth. Hear more about the wonderful news. Also, take a tour with us on the fun events in the area during our 10-minute tour. And thirsting for more about the faith? Well, tune in to hear one of the great guest speakers from the upcoming Thirst Conference in Bismarck, 9 to 11 Central, Wednesday, on Real Presence Live.
0: This is Rutten Radio on the Real Presence Radio Network. Now, back to more faith, family, and fun with the Rutten Brothers.
1: And we're back to
0: <laughs> Rutten
1: Radio on Real Presence Radio Network, your local and regional Catholic media network. For all things awesome, you can catch us on Facebook or You can jump onto your iPhone apps or your tech apps, and you can find all of the Rutten Radio shows housed right there on the Real Presence Radio uh, app that you can get for your smartphones. So with that, we had a great first half hour in faith and culture here on Rutten Radio. I'm joined by Father John and Father Paul as we discussed um, the movie of the month, What's Eating Gilbert Grape? And brothers, even at the break, we almost couldn't not Talk more yeah. about it. You know, it's really a provocative movie. Father Paul, you had mentioned. You know, do they make movies with this many layers to them anymore? Right. Um, you know, I maybe it, maybe they do. Maybe they don't. Maybe it's a representation of our culture. But I often find that uh, it's when I'm introduced to these movies, small like that. Uh, in hindsight, right? That maybe there's movies being made now that I'm just not paying attention sure. to. But I don't know. It was really insightful. So thanks for the great conversation for that first half hour. And it maybe even can tie into the second half hour. We celebrate our wonderful Independence Day, July 4th tomorrow, and uh, we kick the English, off. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the English out of America. That's a little bit of the Irish coming
1: uh, right, out of you, right? Right, right. The Donnelly. So yeah. if you don't know and you're listening, <laughs> yeah. uh, my yeah. mother is a Donnelly, and so we have a little Irish uh, spunk to us. But we celebrate Independence Day tomorrow. So we thought, well, let's talk about freedom. Uh, what does freedom look like and mean, and uh, what is it to, in relationship to each of us as we think about that that particular theme, uh, as we spend tomorrow being grateful for, of all things, or one of the things, and that is our freedom. What is freedom? Father Paul, you... Uh, as the elder statesman of the group, want to oh. jump in on that first, or no. should we appeal to John? Oh, wonderful! It's been, <laughs> it's the
2: great. puck has been passed, Father yeah.
1: John. Uh, take See how it from
2: that here. works. I finally keep my mouth shut, and then I. St- End up getting to speak first. Right.
3: Well, <laughs> because again, I, I'm looking at the outline and I'm like, well, oh, I wasn't. First. Yeah,
2: and I was actually looking at, at the outline first.
3: And so I'm like, well, I'm not supposed to go first. Yep. So, anyway, and, and here I am in charge. I know, I know, I know. I know, I know.
2: Anyways,
1: uh, and, right, you was, didn't even uh, give us
3: the Braveheart quote. Right, I know, well, was, well, and, well, and there was well, no, well, no English. Accent. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> oh. All right, right, oh. You're right, all right. <laughs> well, it's before everything. Okay, else. I, I will. Yeah, sorry. Freedom,
2: freedom. This, this. Be patient with me and hold on to it for a moment. Giassani says freedom is to be satisfied, and I keep coming back to it time and time and time again. I think an easier word would be filled. So I am free when I am already satisfied. Okay, so I experience freedom when I have like possession when I'm I'm filled, um, and I think that's the way into freedom that most helps me. And the example that I can give is um, when when this is the time, the most recent time, and I kind of hate saying this because then people always like interpret. I, th- I feel like people interpret me. Do you see how I'm not free right now <laughs> uh, after mass? I feel really unfree because I'm like calculating everything. Oh. I I have that person that I wanted to have a conversation sure. with. I I that person da um, da 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 da. This person this. Oh, that person's waiting, and then they waited five minutes for the person in front of me to talk, so they left. And then I f- feel like oh, I got to make sure that person da da. da. Uh, that's not freedom, right? Right. So freedom is when I'm so full already. I'm so satisfied with this awareness that like ah. Life is amazing i don 't care whatever they'll, 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 they'll oh yeah they 're going to call me now or oh yeah okay they they understand they got bad days too, or like you know so that's that's what I say. The circumstances when I feel free is when after mass i'm I 'm just totally detached from my interpretation of all of the things, and I think the mass experience is helpful for me because it 's there where I often try to to pretend <laughs> At mass and with all the people is when I try and say, no, I'm good. everything's all right. Everything's good. I don't want them. But the truth of the matter is I have a real good litmus test after mass about whether I'm really free or mm-hmm. not. Um, and if I am free, it's amazing how much work and ministry and how much life comes out of me because it's not coming out of a place that's trying to fill something inside of me. I'm already free. Right. I'm already full.
1: You know, it's interesting. Uh, I think, and We won't get into the details, but I think that I can observe that on you at Mass. Really? Yeah. Absolutely. 100% I can tell when you're caught up or when you're relaxed and what I would call at leisure with with what you're doing when it's Or when, and I don't know if pretending is the right word, but you kind of mentioned it. Yeah, I can sense it, see it physically. Mm -hmm. There's a place, and it's probably because I'm your twin and I share (laughs) 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 99.9999999% DNA that I have the same thing, right? 895. 895, 895. yeah. So out there listening, we did the genetic Avera genetic twins test, and John and I basically are as same as you can be. So,
2: way, way, way down the decimal point is
1: eight, nine, five. So anyway, that freedom,
2: you can, I think it's an, it it expresses itself.
1: The interior Mm -hmm. life can express itself, Mm -hmm. manifest itself. And so, uh, I've
3: observed that. So Mm -hmm. father Paul, sure. Um, the catechism of the Catholic church says Mm -hmm. in 1731, freedom is the power rooted in reason and will to act or not to act, to do this or that. And so to perform deliberate actions on one's own responsibility. So I do think that it's this that your Giussani's definition too, as well, is an understanding as well, the ability to do what you're supposed to do. Mm. This freedom, like to to either act or not act, uh, being able to think about it, reason it out, so it's not just you know I just have to do it, and then to actually do it. That that I am also part of it. The other thing the church will sometimes focus on is is this idea of freedom from or freedom for. You know, uh, we we in America often think of freedom from people telling me what to do. Like I don't want people to tell me what to do. That's why we live in America. Because versus the the real Christian proposal is this freedom for this real ability to 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 live my life for others for a purpose greater than myself that that i see all of these gifts and all these abilities as a great freedom to be who i meant to be in the eyes of god and then Mm -hmm. i can either talk to people or not talk to people (laughs) yeah Uh, you know in the midst of that as well
1: there's a great article in the art of manliness oh i love the art of manliness uh, (laughs) checked out the art of
3: manliness i I was almost on that website
2: Oh, really? Published, you mean? Mm-hmm.
3: hmm Like he as a used, part of a contributor? Or he he was used to do this on? series, So You Want My Job. And you wanted his job? No. He was going to interview me. <laughs> and then explain the life of a priest. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. How what do you know him? Happen? I don't. Oh. But I followed him way back when, when nobody followed him. And so <laughs> ah. he had very... <laughs> so back then, he had very little uh, contributors. Ah. Uh, and you know what was really quite fascinating? The only reason we didn't do it... Uh, was because of the priest abuse scandal. Oh, mm. uh, he just had said he said, you know, I'd do it, but I would fear for you that that it would not be received in the way that you would want it to be received. Um and I respected that, and, and right. that was one of the things I thought. But yeah, so it was interesting. Yeah. So, anyways, so, were sorry.
2: you free? <laughs> yeah. Free to do it and free not to do it? Right, no, and know? it was. Yeah. You know, and I just thought to myself,
3: because I'd read them, it, they're really quite fascinating. Uh. Um, and it just gives you insight, like, you know, so you want my job, nuclear scientist. And you know, right. uh. And I thought, well, you know, it'd be a good way. Anyway, yeah. sorry, I guess. So,
1: the, the kind of the academic way that uh, Paul transitioned into right there, that oftentimes we talk about is freedom from and freedom for, that... Our American concept that we've developed is this rights-based concept that I have that it's the freedom from uh, constraint, right? So freedom is from things that that anytime I that liberty is about not having oppression or or. But really, what's happened is is it's turned into freedom from responsibilities. Mm -hmm. That somehow all we do is focus on what we're owed what our rights are so you see this rights-based culture and we would stop and say you know at the heart of maybe christian liberty christian freedom is actually that that freedom is for something not from something and so it's a positive and a negative uh Mm -hmm. base of freedom they refer to so the the negative freedom is freedom from that this is a like, or but we we would look at it positively. that freedom is a liberty for something to
2: do something, and that something is the good. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you say though that uh, it's also freedom from? And that if I have an addiction, um, I want freedom from the addiction. Sure,
1: but only. But you could look at that both way and say that the addiction actually is keeping you from the good. So it's the same context. You're just looking at it in two different ways. So it creates this mindset within you that says, the reason this is bad is because I'm not able to choose the good, Mm -hmm. not because I'm bound per se, but because I can't, I'm I'm unable to do that, which is good. So it might be the same context, different language, but it produces two different ways of looking at what freedom's for. And in America and in the West, this is at the heart of much of our conversation politically, socially, spiritually, Um, We have a responsibility to do the good, and that's what our freedom is for. So when we say, I am free, we're not saying free from restraint or obligation. We're saying, no,
2: you're free to do that which you're supposed Mm -hmm. to do. And, And that's helpful. I think that gets to why I've increasingly started from this place of saying satisfied is because it sort of puts me right at the epicenter of both of them. (laughs) <laughs> it like answers the ball sure. like right. oh yeah i'm set okay oh yeah so i don't have to carry all this stuff and like i'm free so i can do all this uh i think that makes sense in the response
1: and- to the choosing paul paul had a great definition from the catechism there right uh the deliberate action one's responsibility right it even says responsibility in the catechism in the definition mm-hmm. that when one does that the 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 response is a fulfillment, right? That yeah. you're becoming who it is that you're supposed to be, becoming human, you know, and then the scripture, grace comes in and and in grace and scripture says, Well actually, I've come that you might have life abundantly. Yeah. Right. Not even to be fulfilled, but overflowing. And I love the chapel in the cathedral uh here in Sioux Falls. The that back little chapel has kind of this Roman Context that the setting's in, and there's these vases or vases. I don't know, uh, but they're over. One of them is (laughs) overflowing. Right, that there's water that's coming out of it. Well, it's this idea that says that we don't just get filled to the top. No, 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 no. Grace is abundant, Mm -hmm. but it has its abundance in its goodness. When we choose the good, it begins to overflow. And you judge a tree by its fruit. Anyway. Uh, so freedom so it's a beautiful little concept I wanted to start the show with this great fantastic quote from Braveheart But oh, yes. uh you know I just we almost should have done Braveheart as the movie oh That's okay we gotta find a way if there's a so, oh, next next month let's just well we'll right, talk anyways. about it but uh, so anyway when he rallies the troops there is that basic concept of freedom and liberty that we're, we're familiar with in the context of July 4th and independence from England and you know the the Irish in English or the Scottish in English, whatever that independence is, that there can be a physical, a constraint, uh, a conquering and enslaving of a people. But at its deepest sense, I think we would say that the most important freedoms or the freedom that is most important is not necessarily a physical freedom, but that there is something deeper. Can we chat a little bit about that?
2: (laughs) I was just typing right now let's be very cautious about tying this to circumstances (laughs) because real freedom is not about my circumstances. And this is part of the difficulty of like, you can see this in the university settings. Now they've become so consumed with freedom. I want freedom to have my space that actually we've trapped college students now or young people in this place in which we're dependent upon other people's perception of us or other people's situation. So, you know, the fact of the matter is my freedom is no longer dependent on what you think of me. Right. Um, and, and if I'm retaliating, if I have to go to battle, if I have to, like, have a word war every time I'm provoked, I'm not free. Nope. <laughs> no matter right. how much I justify myself. Like, I still need something else. What can I do that my spouse's disposition before reality doesn't have to be my own? What can I do that my parishioners needs don't have to become my own? What can I do that the world's perception of the church doesn't have to cause me to like take up 50 banners of effort to like solve the change the world? I'm free today. I'm free today. Like, and then from there I go do lots of things
1: that change things. When you're, you're, uh, for those listening, you know, you're taught, you're kind of doing this with your hands out from yourself, but you could actually be constrained physically. Your hands can be, can be bound. You can be personally imprisoned, Mm -hmm. but yet still be free. And that's what you're talking about. You're saying there's a deeper ability of my interior life to respond to the circumstances or the fate of life in a manner that is
2: free. Cardinal Van Tuan right the vietnamese yeah. cardinal who was imprisoned during the vietnam war was a free man he was in prison and he was so filled so free sure. that he could look at these guards and be in dialogue with them without anger without resentment yeah. without hatred without and in the end this converted them they had to change the guards out frequently because the guards kept like yeah that's freedom
3: right he's in prison yeah Yeah.
2: and filled so filled that it's overflowing the grace is overflowing it's not the hatred overflowing it's not i'm gonna convince you i'm right overflowing it's not the no it's it's a gaze a look at these people
3: to say oh you need what i have you need what I have. Yeah, they have to change the guards because they're converting. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is the the same thing that St. Paul did. Right. You know, he converted the guard. Their whole family. That's right. Uh, Became Christians because of the way (laughs) that he was. Um, Yeah.
2: And I think in the movie St. Paul, in the movie Paul the Apostle, you do get a a great indication of that. Like, he's in this jail not making battle plans. Yeah. He's in this jail, like, almost... So for you like really that's jail back then you could just leave you know yeah. or like right. yeah i don't know it, it's an interesting
1: yeah so when we talk about freedom uh, maybe let's talk you talked about circumstances john and what let's let's think about what is it that binds people what are the circumstances? So if we want to talk about freedom, internal, right? Liberty, free internally to choose to respond. What are the things that we you encounter, you see personally? Maybe there are things that you get bound by that you struggle with in your own life that you have to go to a, a place where to, to, to try and find freedom inside.
2: What are mm-hmm. the things that bind us? My value, well, um, a priest once told me You Americans, he was from Italy, you Americans, you think there's the perfect answer. I think that's what binds me. I'm unable to live at peace with imperfection. Sure. And so I'm constantly, you know, that's, I'm, I'm not free. I'm trying to like solve the thing that only the eternal love of God can solve. And I think it's up to me. And therefore, um, I'm always in a hurry. I'm always in a rush. I'm always like, it's got to now, 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 now. We got to get this. We got to get this. We got to solve this. We got to... What about just looking around?
3: Yeah.
2: Um, but to look around means I have to be okay with the fact that I'm not yet complete. I'm not yet who I should be. I'm not... Other people
3: mm-hmm. aren't who they should be. That's one of them. I mean, yeah. one. I think also, you know, as much as we say we don't, uh, the social norms, you know, what do people expect? Uh, and so then to meet those expectations, you know, um, what what do you wear? What don't you wear? What do you say? What don't you say? You know, uh, and especially as a priest, everyone has their idea of what a priest is supposed to be and to be able to live in freedom uh, of that in a way that can be uh, healthy, you know, cause, and sometimes, you know, maybe you aren't really doing what you're supposed to do. Yeah. I don't know. But that real question, like, what are they going to think? Right. Um, you know, and anytime I'm more concerned about what they're going to think about me, uh, it's just evident that there'd be less freedom. Then uh, how it, much of this is a work of your head is also, in your head. Uh, oh, I think it's a both and Mm -hmm. you know it's in your head but look at our culture like the minute you step out of line Mm -hmm. uh, like the hammers throw reprimand you know like when the social norms are there whatever it is you know whatever you know we we can just you know this priest I saw this priest he said this word he didn't say that word like oh my gosh Um, you know. I can still remember when uh, Bishop Carlson was being sent to Saginaw and this person out there wrote on the internet, it's this, you know, he better bra brah, brah. And I thought, you know what? You don't have to have him. <laughs> we'll keep him. <laughs> but it was like instantly, All like right. you better be the way I think you should be. All right. Uh, and I thought, oh my gosh, like, can you just give the man a break? Uh, and so we do have kind of this, this notion. Mm-hmm. Um Joe? You? Um, Let's ask you the question, Joe. Yeah, yeah you're leading yeah. so
2: well, Joe, you don't... We aren't putting the ball up on the tee for you. <laughs> We've been hitting some well, pretty good yeah, shots yeah, down yeah, the yeah, fairway. Uh,
1: straight down, straight, yeah. and, uh, and got some distance Ready? Ready? on too. So. Keep your
2: arms straight. Yeah. <laughs> Twist at your hips. Whack. Go. I, golfing.
1: Man, I need to golf more. That's where I'm... I lack freedom and the ability to... <laughs> anyway, uh, freedom. You know, I don't... I, Squirrel, I'm I'm continuing the last couple of years more and more convinced that uh, the bind the the ability to pract out, practice and live out the spirituality of my religion, hmm. like the ability to connect to it in a meaningful way that actually. Finds, discovers encounters Jesus Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit is something that just seems very very aloof to me often Hmm. and I had a conversion when I was a senior in high school game changer the protestant come to Jesus like anything you could expect a conversion experience to be I had it right and then um You know, take it 10 years, you know, periodically, but, you know, I go through seminary and I even feel like in seminary, I don't know that I was trained to be connected to the power of Jesus Christ, to the God that loves me, to the, and not a superficial way or not in an intellectual way, but like in an authentic way where I feel like I'm living freely in relationship to God, to my, to my creator, to Jesus, um. I'm constantly bound by the apparatus of the church in a sense that it's not the church's fault, right? But it's my inability to live freely within it in relationship to the grace of God that has the ability to authentically transform my life each moment that it's in front of me. And instead, I seem to just live in my head constantly thinking about the multitude of things I'm supposed to be doing or not doing or how to connect or not connect or what should I be, you know, and it's just, and sometimes I just want to cry out, but I know what it tastes like. I know what it looks like. I've experienced it in a way that, you know, I can get back there. I can have those experiences periodically, but to live in a manner that's free from the anxieties that come about from the work that I see in front of me that I feel like I'm supposed to do instead of God. That's the great anxiety of my life.
2: Mic drop. drop.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you asked me to
2: knock it down the the fairway a little bit. Unfortunately for me, I only drive three hundred yards and you just drove three twenty.
1: Yeah. I just it's <laughs> no. it's deep. Yeah. I don't and I but because I've experienced it and I know it and but it's in front of everything. My entire day is consumed my marriage when I wake up, am I authentically before my wife in a way that's not calculating? Mm. Um, am I present to my children in a way that, fill, and I know it because I know whether it's giving me anxiety or whether it's fulfilling me, so I can quickly sense it. I have a litmus test to say whether or not this what is before me, I'm experiencing in a way that is healthy and free. I'm convinced it has nothing to do with the circumstances around me. And mm-hmm. it happened when I read Viktor Frankl's Man Search for Meaning. He's a Jewish psychiatrist, right? And so he doesn't have the Christian context. He's a psychiatrist so he's supposed to be off in the mind and fig- and he comes back to all these very basic principles of human existence that I know are true, that God is love, that no matter what the bondage of our circumstances are, he calls them the fate that, uh, of our circumstances, that I have an interior freedom to respond and to live within them in a manner that can actually be not only freeing, but I can learn to be grateful for them. Well, how the hell...
4: How the, heck? How, the, how, like, the, how the heck
1: can you be grateful for Auschwitz, right? How can, how can you be grateful for Auschwitz? Right. How can I be grateful for this broken marriage? Now, my marriage isn't broken, but what? Right. But many people's is. How can I be broken? How can I be grateful for my brokenness? And I'm deeply broken, and I feel it all the time. And to be able to not have to feel my brokenness, but to live in the freedom that's grateful for my brokenness. And I think that's what Cardinal Van Tham had in prison. That's what Victor Frankel realized and that's what being a witness to the power of Christianity and the the relationship with Jesus Christ that I'm looking for that then can witness to the world. Not because I told him you need to do X, Y, and Z and then you're gonna be transformed, but to live in a manner that's attractive to others and then So I don't know. I I go on. That's it. and uh, Rutten Radio has come to a close. This has been a fantastic hour. It goes by so quickly. I'm very grateful for our brothers here. We close with the family prayer. Let us pray. In the name of the Father, and the Son, Son, and the Holy Holy Spirit,
3: Spirit. amen. Our Our Father, Father, we thank you for your love and for your many blessings, especially for the precious precious gift gift of each other. Help
1: Help us to show our gratitude by loving each other as you love us. Make us understanding
0: and patient with one another, quick to admit our failings and ask forgiveness, generous in sharing the joy and strength we can give each other. Father,
1: give our family lively faith and the courage to share it with those around us.
2: Direct us to the state in life you plan for each of us and help us to
3: use your gifts to serve you. We entrust our family to your fatherly care,
1: preserve us from the corruption of the modern world, and And help us draw draw closer
3: daily daily to you and to each other until we come come to share with you the joys of
2: heaven. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, help Help us to be a holy family. Amen.
1: Thanks for listening to Rutten Radio here on Real Presence Radio Live. There is hope, and his name is Jesus Christ. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: You've been listening to Rutten Radio on Real Presence Radio. To hear today's episode again, visit our website, yourcatholicradiostation.com, and find it on the Sioux Falls podcast page. You can also find it on our app under podcasts and special events. And be sure to tune in for more Rutten Radio next month. Rutten Radio on the Real Presence Radio Network. Paulson Monuments in Canton, South Dakota, uses professional equipment to craft thousands of designs for any memorial needed. They help in planning needs like who the memorial is for, where it's going, installation, and budget expectations. Paulson Monuments is located right off Highway 18 in Canton. Their website is PaulsonMonuments.com.
5: Taking what you experience on Sunday in church and applying it during the week at work can be a challenge. This year's Faith in Business Conference is for business owners, managers, and those that seek to integrate their faith into the workplace. This year's conference features world-renowned speakers that will help you take faith principles and turn them into business practices. Learn how to take your Sunday into Monday on Thursday, August 8th at the Ramcota Hotel in Sioux Falls from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. For more information and tickets, go to faithinbusinessconference.com.
1: Real Presence Live is now five days a week, bringing you new hosts, new locations, and brand new segments, including Prayerfully Yours, where our priest hosts offer a time of prayer for your specific intentions, and Inspired, Sharing Your Journey, where we hear beautiful stories of faith and hope from listeners like you. Local, engaging, and live, it's Real Presence Live, weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Be sure to tune in for these great features and more.
5: At Avera, we have an option to fit your schedule any day or hour of the week so you can get back to life. Preventative care appointments at your neighborhood clinic, walk-in visits at six Avera Now clinics inside Hyvee, three convenient locations for urgent care on evenings and weekends, or 24-7 emergency care. Don't want to leave the house? See a provider 24-7 for simple illnesses with the Avera Now app. Learn more at avera.org slash Sioux Falls Options.